Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 301, recorded on October 15th, 2020. On tonight's episode, we talk about new 35th anniversary Super Mario missions, more information on television's Nintendo Switch killing Amico, and all kids of questions, all kinds of questions from the community. <laughs> Jesse, you know what to do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Marty here from Nintendo Dads, and it is October the 15th. We are directly in the middle of Spooktober. That's the, no. the hunt for Spooktober with Sean Connery. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's October 15th. I'm hanging with two of the best dads, two of the best friends on the internet. And uh, we are here with tons of Nintendo news for you and all kinds of other shenanigans tonight. And so thanks for tuning in. Joining us tonight on the show, Mr. Tim Off. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. I actually, I mean, I had a busy after our last show, went into work the next day and nonstop work and school, even through the weekend. So since I did that, they were like, take Thursday and Friday off. So I got to... Even though I had to be on standby today, I got to be, you know, I still got to, you know, catch up on a few things. So I'm feeling pretty cool. good. That is awesome. How about you, Marty? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm like, this has been a busy week. Uh, last week was vacation or coming back from vacation. Right. right. And so this week was kind of like first full week back. And I love vacation, except the only thing I hate about vacation, two things, is the drive home and the pile of inevitable work that's awaiting you when you get back and yes at the house and here so yeah uh also joining us on the show tonight jesse waldack how's it going buddy pretty good uh, apparently justin didn't make the cut as for the uh the two best guys no he uh he decided to leave so he's not the best <laughs> uh he also uh just full disclosure justin doesn't know how to work things uh, and earlier today, he, <laughs> earlier today, we're in our, we're in the Discord, and he's like, "Hey guys, the main host channel's not showing up." Yeah, but that's because you clicked it and you made it go away, and you you couldn't find it anymore. Tim had okay, to point like, it out. Like he, he minimized the. It's like a folder. He minimized the folder yeah. so you couldn't see anything. All, all of our Discord peeps know what we're talking about. And yeah, yeah, and they and, may have experienced the same thing. Justin, that, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, uh, hopefully we don't experience the same thing that Justin. <laughs> User error. As, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. As we uh, roll on into the news. And our news is brought to us each and every episode by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dance, where you can jump in and become part of this traveling, rolling dumpster fire circus that we call the Nintendo what? Dance community. I think we moved uh, up from a dumpster our, circus. No, like it, it really is. It's the best internet community I've ever been a part of. I'm serious. It really is. Uh, and uh, you can jump in for, like I said, just a dollar a month. Uh, or we have a brand new option this week that we want to tell you about. If you're already a patron, you should have gotten an email about this, or you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and read about it. But Tim, this week we turned on the annual membership. So why don't you tell us what that is and what that's all about? Sure. And uh, so if anybody who 
this could be for anybody who's already a Patreon or if anybody's considering it, we do have a new option that Patreon just opened up for us to offer to you guys. And that is the annual membership that Marty was talking about. We did have to make a switch to where before Patreon allowed us to say, hey, if you want to be a new member, you you could you pay you pay for the first time on the first of the upcoming month. But we had to switch it in order to turn on annual membership. We had to switch it to be upfront payment. So if you become a member, you have to pay that dollar up front or that five dollars or whatever amount that we have. You pay that amount or you can say, I'm going to give the Nintendo dads 54 bucks for the year uh, to be, you know, whatever that I forget that was. I think it's the five dollar level. It's a five dollar patron level. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be you do fifty five dollars. You're paid for twelve months, and you're all set. Yeah. So it's you know the if the math you get a ten 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 percent discount. So yes. at the five dollar level, five times twelve is sixty. Ten percent off is fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. And so and then so you you'll that'll be charged right away. But then you won't have to pay anything for another year. Yeah. Yep. And somebody asked the question too, like, well, how how's that going to affect you you guys? We don't. I mean, we care, but we, it's not about us. It's about you guys and what you guys yeah. give to us. You know, whatever's comfortable to you, you do what you want to do. We just want to yeah. give you guys options. Yeah. We, so we, we, we know we have to, we have to look at, you know, look at the budget a little bit. So far, the monthly numbers isn't all that drastically different because right. only a small number of people went annually. But, you know, the more people that do it, then the more we'll have to keep, to keep an eye on that budget. Yeah. But, but and, and listen, we're, we're prepared for it. Yeah, don't let that keep you from doing it. If you want to do the thing and save a month, then go for it. All right. Um, there's a podcast my wife really loves, and she wanted to become a patron of them because they do uh, extra shows, you know, that you can only get by being a patron. And uh, she was like, I can pay $5 a month, or I can just do this $54 option. I was like, do the $54 option. It nice. saves us in the long run, and you don't have to yeah. get rebuilt every month. Right. It's it's really about convenience. It's really about passing that savings along to you guys. And so if you want to do that, all you have to do is go in and uh, there's an option in there. When you sign into Patreon, you should be able to uh, you don't have to cancel your right. your your membership. You just edit it. Yeah, you can that's what I did. I went in and just yeah. hit the edit button. And so I got the list uh, of pe- uh, people I follow and I just went in and edited it and changed it to annual. Yeah. And, and here's the cool thing that like. Even as we were doing that, we got new patrons this week. And so we want to welcome uh, to uh, patronage uh, Ross Loftus, Scott Clevenger, and uh, welcome back Deontay Hancock. Uh, he was a he was a former uh, member of Patreon, and he had to step away for a little bit, but he's back. And so we're thankful for each and every one of you guys. And it's, it's thankful for those of you who've already re-upped and uh, done your uh, yearly thing as well. And we promise uh, we won't let you down. <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel like I have to say that because I know this is a little bit off topic, but we were supposed to get to news. But, like, I feel like now that, like, people have invested in the show for a year, that's a risk, <laughs> right? It's a risk to, to invest in anything that's created oh, come on. on the internet by people. <laughs> but know, we've been not, around 300 episodes, six years. Six years. I know. You can go buy the shirts. <laughs> All right. I know you want to find a way to work that in. You and, over and that's literally true. It's not an expression this time. <laughs> you too can go over to NintendoDads.org and buy the way. brand new 300 episodes, six years of podcasting t-shirts. Yes, please. We want to get at least 25 of those out. 
please, yeah, please, please. Because if, <laughs> if if we don't, then you got we have to pay for the logo. Uh, I don't. I have to I'm, give. I have to give back my lights behind me. If I yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so I have to give back his background. Uh, anyway. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads to sign Good up. Good thing I don't have my arcade background in the showing this time. Or <laughs> you can head over to nintendodads.org, our website, and see all of that, plus our YouTube videos and all that good stuff as well. Let's dive into the news, shall we? We're going to try out a little something different this week. Uh, I was poking around on the internet this week, and I thought, you know, it would be fun to think about what happened this week in Nintendo. Uh, in other words, what, uh, where has Nintendo come from? What have they done uh, in previous years this week? And by this week, I classify it as starting on Sunday. So we're looking everywhere from October 11th through October the, uh, the 17th, because we'll record again and include Sunday through Saturday. Uh, but we just wanted to, to kind of, I thought it would be fun to kind of look back because, you know, guys, one of the things I noticed when I was looking through this list was there's things that happened that I had forgotten about, right? And and really, at the time, they were kind of big deals, right? You're going to have to tell me where you're finding this information so I can have put it in the notes in advance for next week if we continue you got to do it. this. You got it. Uh, I will do that. So let's start with October 11th and take a stroll down memory lane from 20, uh, from 2005 was the very first release of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney on the DS. Anybody play this on the first round? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife did. I did not play it. Me too. It was fantastic. Still is. It still holds up. And uh, you can get all those on the Switch right now, by the way. Uh, the original, it's a trilogy, right, Jesse? Trilogy. Correct me if I'm wrong. The, the, the release for Switch is a trilogy. Yes. Yeah, we'll say there's a total of six games, I think now. But yeah, there was yeah the, the you can get a trilogy as a single package, and the, I don't know what do they had to do, but it actually tells one cohesive story across yeah. all three games. Yeah, oh, that's and, cool. Uh, I didn't know that. It's really yeah yeah and, think, and really and, and, that, yeah. and that final case in the third game references stuff from the first game. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, if you if you take all six of them as a whole, it's really a story that's told over six games. So and uh, like they kind of changed not as eloquently as the trilogy, but they they kind of they kind of <laughs> changed it up in the fourth one so that it could be like a jump on point for people. Uh, and it's actually not called Phoenix Wright; it's called Apollo Justice, uh, right. Ace Attorney. Uh, but it so. it swings back around. <laughs> it does. Right. It, there's a turnaround. That was a lawyer joke. Uh, so anyway, turnabout, wasn't it? Isn't that turnabout. the term they use? There's a turnabout. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I never did finish the last game, though. I've I played didn't a few. Finish... I played all, all right. of them except for the like back half of the last five. game. Yeah. Uh, on this day, uh, October 11th, 2010, I was. This is this is what I was talking about when I said I'd forgot something. Sonic the Hedgehog Four Episode One was released in North America as WiiWare. I remember that. And Episode 2 we, never happened. It, episode 2 did happen. It did happened it? on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Oh, it never happened on the Wii. That's no. why I didn't know about it. No, it did not, because this did not sell well. <laughs> At least I don't think so. Uh, because they thought that it would reach a lot of homes on as WiiWare, and I don't know that it did. 
Uh, moving on to October 12th, Final Fantasy V Advanced was released, uh, or Advance was released in Japan for the Game Boy Advance. It came over to the United States uh, around that time, and Jesse's got it. Uh, nice. This was a remake of what game, Jesse? <laughs> and I've never played it. It's <laughs> so a no, remake of Final Fantasy V. Yeah, it's it, remake of Final Fantasy V, but it's it's the first time this was playable on a Nintendo system in North America. Right. Because it never came out on the Super Nintendo when it was originally out. It had, I don't remember who, which one came first, but it was available to play on the PlayStation 1. Apparently a very bugged version because you try to play it as a PS1 classic on the PS3, it hard locks the system. Ugh. Yeah, to, to, a, to a dead state. So, all, so PS1 version, playing it on a PS1 or on the GBA are the best ways to play G- GBA is really the way to go uh, with it. This came out a month later in the United States for GBA. And speaking of releases in 2010, 2013, and 2018, respectively, uh, Super Scribblenauts was released for the DS. Pokemon X and Y were released worldwide for the 3DS. And Luigi's Mansion was released worldwide for the 3DS in 2018. And we talked about those. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, October 13th, the only notable Nintendo thing that happened at all on October 13th is that Othello was released in Japan for the Famicom Disk System. That was a Disk System game? That's like a waste. That's a waste of tech. Uh, October 13th, you suck. Uh, (laughs) October 14th, moving on in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Okay. Pokemon Gold and Silver <laughs> was released in North America for the Game Boy Color. Tetris Party was released in 2008 as WiiWare. I, and I in, bought that one. In 2010, Final Fantasy The Four Heroes of Light was released in Australia for the DS. Now, Jesse's reaching back for another game. You know I, he's got it. I, I've it's, got that somewhere. I don't think it's at my desk. Now, this Speaking is of which, going back to that Final Fantasy V, just to let you know that... Uh, for PlayStation 1, it came out March 19th, 1998. And for Game Boy Advance, it came out November 6th, 2006. Almost a decade in between. So, there you go. That's Just crazy. Up, up Jesse, this is, uh, this is a remake of the original Final Fantasy. Is that correct? No. This, this, is, this is a new story told in a Final Fantasy setting you know, going back to its roots. But it, it, it's not a Final Fantasy game, but it's like a Final Fantasy game. I think it's made by the same people who made the originals, but it's not a remake of anything. It's, a, it's its own game. Okay. Uh, October 15th, Donkey Kong is released in Europe for the NES in 1986. In 1990, Gary Larson's The Far Side uh, had a Mario-themed comic. <laughs> Uh, in 1996, Pocket Monsters Blue was released in Japan for Game Boy on October 15th, uh, which for those of us here in America, we got red and blue Pokemon. In Japan, the original release was red and green, and blue followed up later. Yeah, blue was like a bug-fixed version of red and green. Yes. And then blue when had- they ported it to North America, we got the bug-fixed version as red and blue. Mm-hmm. Although, a, obviously, with well-documented bugs still. 
the bugs the bugs were fixed, but also there were some sprite differences between the like, first releases. Oh yeah, every sprite got got enhanced. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of stuff that was changed, uh, including different areas of the game. Uh, also in tw- in two thousand seven, I thought this was super interesting. Uh, the Metroid Prime Three Preview Channel became available in Europe for the Wii. Do you guys remember the Metroid Prime 3 preview channel? I don't remember that one specifically, but I do remember various channels. I think it does. What what is this? Look, there's people who listen to this podcast that have not played a Nintendo system since, like, way back. They skipped the Wii. They skipped the Wii U. What is this Metroid Prime 3 preview channel? It was, uh, it kind of, it was, they had a bunch of different channels, like you guys mentioned. Uh, like they had the, what was it, Everybody Votes channel. Oh, that's that, my favorite. That I, was I, everybody's I favorite. That where, yeah, that would be awesome. So but there was all all these different channels. That's how Nintendo interacted with a lot of their uh, audience. So, because you couldn't take your Wii and down, go somewhere to download something, but you, you had it connected to the internet and had these channels um, that would give you information about games. Um, or videos or what have you. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, the the Metroid Prime one was a good way to get people, you know, to, to check out that that game that was coming out for the Wii. I think it's my favorite like- weird channel was I forget what it was called, but it broadcast DS demos that the DS could pick up through download play yeah. from the Wii. <laughs> That was a convoluted way to do it. Y'all, that was, (laughs) look, if you just go back and you go back to the Wii and it's prime, right, prime time Wii, that was some, there was some bonker stuff going on on the Wii. They had like the photo channel and the weather channel and everybody votes and uh, it was was really stuff on there. Yeah. I mean, like if you go back and think about it, that was Nintendo's kind of first foray into quality of life stuff in a way. Yes. Um, so, well, yeah. in North America, they've done stuff like this in well, Japan since the Famicom days. So this is the first time we've seen this. Yeah. Like they, so, they had a modem uh, accessory for the Famicom that would let people read news and buy stocks. Wow. Right. Okay. Well, and then they, they eventually got, you know, like the, uh, the, like what we're used to today with the Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff too. They had channels for those as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can go into the, the in YouTube. Uh, Download, shop, and buy those. Uh, moving on to October 16th, 1991, Mario the Juggler was released in Japan and North America as part of the Game & Watch series. I okay. thought that was pretty late. Well, okay. If it's a Mario the Juggler, there was, there was a juggler. I think there was a juggler Game & Watch that had just had a generic face, just like balls. You know, origin, you know, back in the eighties or, or or so, and then you know, like in the the new game of watch coming out next next month has an, a Mario balls. That's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same old game with Mario's face on it. And it says uh, that this was a game and watch system released as a part of the new widescreen series on October fourteenth, nineteen ninety one. Uh, a rework of Ball, as you were talking about, which you know right. had a very creative name. Uh, <laughs> also on this day in two thousand eight. Everyone's favorite game, Wii Music, was released in Japan for the Wii. Uh, And in 2018, Starlink Battle for Atlas released on October 16th for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Notable here for being the second time Nintendo let Ubisoft 
use some of the characters for it, for their own IP. And then rounding out the week, October 17th in 2005, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance was released in North America for the GameCube. And in 2010, Kirby's Epic Yarn was released in North America for the Wii. So what we want to do, guys, we want to hear your feedback. If you like this little trip, uh, quick trip down memory lane, as we reminisce about some of the things we experienced and, you know, chuckle about some of the things that were weird or out of character for Nintendo or whatever, let us know on social media. Let us know in the chat. And we'll keep doing it uh, as we move forward. And if you hate it, let us know that, too, and we'll stop it. And before we move on, let me do the um, actually correction on myself. Uh, okay. I couldn't remember exactly if you could actually play Metroid Prime 3 on the preview channel, but you could not. It was just basically game footage and concept art. Yeah. So it was just hype. Yes. It was so, just hype. Just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> well, moving on, uh, developer level five, uh, who is known for games like Nino Kuni, Yokai Watch, Snack World, and Fantasy Life, has apparently shuttered their operations in North America and possibly could be Japan only from now on. This news coming in this week is it seems like they are wrapping up uh, being here in America and will possibly focus only on Japan in the years to come. Um, Jesse, you've played a lot of level five games, right? You've played some Professor Layton. Yeah. Uh, you, I don't know. Did you, did you play Yokai Watch at all when it came around? Just a little bit of the first demo. I had never really right. been by the game, but you know, did other you? games like Dragon Quest eight in the PS2 and Dragon Quest nine in the DS were also developed by level five. Uh, okay. Co developed with Square. Square, okay. Square Enix. Um, this one, I don't know fully because a, a lot of level five games, they will s- either self-publish or, or Square will publish, Square Enix will publish the games in Japan, but Nintendo will re- do the publishing in North America. And uh, so it might mean level five doesn't localize anymore, but if Nintendo is still willing to foot the bill, doesn't mean another developer can't. So I don't fully think this means that we're never going to see a Yokai Watch or a Nino Kuni again, but uh, it's it's really hard for me to believe because Yokai Watch, especially, and I, I guess it didn't really catch on here as much as it did over in Japan. But Yokai Watch was destroying Pokemon for a long time in Japan. I don't know that it's that way anymore. I don't know that like Yokai Fever is still there, but. Uh, they made some solid games. I, I love the Professor Layton series. I thought that was extremely well done. Uh, one thing I've ar- always enjoyed is their art style. And if it is true that none of those games are coming over here anymore, I'm, I'm going to miss that. But if if they're not, then what what's the speculation? Is it just low sales, low interest? Uh, maybe. Uh, a lot, again, a lot of these are are 3ds games mm-hmm. my so i know like Layton and and they've been doing a lot more stuff with mobile lately which you know That's good true. for them but for us not as not as much because much. i don't like to play games on mobile you know unless like it's the only way to do it so it, it's kind of hard to tell though you know nina cooney is a big one that's on consoles but uh, I, 
Snack World was a weird one. I don't think that came out of North America. I don't think that was Japan only. If I remember, if I'm remembering the right thing, I don't even the, remember where that was released. The uh, the the article that I found about this says that uh, Level Five International America, and it had a, they had a spinoff office as well called Level Five Abbey, uh, actually began closing things down in the middle of last year. So in the middle of 2019, they were already in the process. So. That to me, that eliminates pandemic need to close down. Right, and we haven't heard a lot from them the, the last year, which kind of no. makes this lines up. Nino Kuni for Switch was the last game, but apparently, but doesn't mean that working they working on and it's the, already. Did they already release Yokai Watch Four in Japan? I, I, yeah, I, I think, think they're. I think it is out in Japan, just not here. Way ahead of the game in Japan with the Yokai Watch games. Yeah, I like I'm. If that doesn't come over here, I'm going to be sad because it looked really good. <laughs> the footage that I, that I saw looked really good. Yeah, I'm but, trying to see what other ones they have, but yeah, it, you know, it did look. It looked like it would be really cool, especially for coming to the Switch. It's googling it. It says that uh, Yokai Watch Ford uh, that uh, was yeah. supposed to be localized, according to Level Five at Anime Expo 2019. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it released in Japan in June of last year. So it's been out for 16 months. Again, things could change. And the question I want to ask you guys is this What is the possibility that Level 5 is being bought by Nintendo? It didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, I didn't either. But with, you know, Microsoft buying, you know, buying up studios, you know, people are hoping Sega gets purchased by someone. You know, Nintendo buying level five is not out of the question. It's not, but honestly, I hate to say this, but it, to me, that's kind of like a low profile purchase. Like if I'm if I'm weighing it, like do well, I get do I? It's get, not going to be seven billion dollars. <laughs> do I get do I get uh, my my former rival who used to who tried to put me out of business with a hedgehog, or do I get cute anime uh, professor character? I'm gonna go for some. that's gonna that's a whole we could talk a whole show about if Nintendo buys Sega. Oh my how, gosh. how big that would be. I mean we talk I mean everybody's talking about how how Microsoft Besides getting Sega, on how Switch. big that would be, but it just would be Well well duh, yeah, because they not only do they get Sega, they get Atlas and they get uh who else? There's somebody else they get that's that's kind of high profile, but anyway, yeah. So, out of all of the the level five IP, dark, and, and I'm gonna list these: Dark Cloud, Dragon Quest, Professor Layton, uh, Inazuma Eleven, Nino Kuni, Yokai Watch, Snack World, Fantasy Life. Uh, which one of these do you guys think is, would you call your favorite, or do you even care? If, if we're talking about individual games, I'd probably say the, the two Dragon Quest games. If we're talking about a, you know as a whole series, I'd say Layton. For me, even though I didn't play enough of them, uh, the Nino Kuni games, uh, I were very, very interesting to me. They're very long, so that's why I didn't play them for long. But definitely Nino Kuni would be. I, I'm hoping it's just you know because it's some news. And it's a possibility. It's just something to talk about. So I'm hoping it's more of the po- the positive side of it to where, yeah, they may move to Japan or keep it there. 
but it may just be like an Atlas thing where everything comes out there first and then how, depending on how well it sells and then interest afterwards in the U.S. or other areas, then they'll localize it. Well, yeah. And for me, it's Yokai Watch. I, th- I don't think that that's a surprise to anyone who's listened to the show for a long time. I love that series. Yeah. I just, I, I wish that it there had been a way to position it uh, a little bit different here in the United States. Like, cause it kind of just came across as weird Japanese Pokemon. You know, like Pokemon has been around uh, long enough in America that I don't think people even really, like kids even really connect it to like its, its roots anymore. Right. Well, you know? a lot of Pokemon have roots in, you know, in traditional Japanese yokai uh, mythologies. Right. <laughs> so. But it ended up being like, oh, this is just Pokemon. It's just Pokemon with weird characters. It's just Pokemon. Uh, with they said that about story. Digimon too, even though Digimon was first in Japan. Right. So, <laughs> but I mean, I, I just wish, I wish Yokai Watch had gotten a, a little bit more of a lifespan and Fancy Life is another one. I'd love to see a, a like an up-res port of that game or something come to Switch, but that's not going to happen. It's, I, I just think you need to try it. It's it's worth a, a shot. It's like Job Simulator and RPG had a baby. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, think of an MMO where you have multiple classes, but you're the only player and you have to play all the classes, but one at a time. Yep. <laughs> and some of them are like, go to the forest and chop down this tree. Chop down lots of trees. Now go to the mine and mine gems. Now you're a knight. Go fight this dragon. Now you're a bard. <laughs> write songs. Or, about, no, about, your, about your nightly exploits. Yes, exactly. Go write songs about your Nightly with a K. <laughs> I think we just found it's a title. Just, it's so weird, but it's so it's it's a lot of fun. If you if you can get past the tedium, it's a lot of fun. Uh so yeah. Do you care about level five? That's something I would love to know from listeners and watchers. Like, does this does this bother you? Is it gonna be something that, that you boohoo about? I, honestly, I think that a lot of people probably, if you went out on the street and been like, hey, you played that level five game, huh? What? Yokai Watch. Yoki Watch. What? <laughs> anyway. Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, what? You, look, look. <laughs> Speaking of, look right here on my on my desk. Yeah, I know him. It's my Jabanyan pin. I couldn't tell I you his name. My but... desk this week. <laughs> I got this when I pre-ordered Yokai Watch. So see, there you go. I will be sad. I will be sad that Jabanyan is gone. In all of his different Nyan forms. Uh, if you've not watched the show, then you would not know about all the neons. Uh, no, knowing Japan, that I'm not surprised at all. There is, I, I will say this: there's one episode of Yokai Watch that um, I just absolutely love, and it is they parody Apple, and they have a yokai who is a shark in jeans and a black turtleneck, and his name is Steve Jaws, <laughs> and he's selling the new phone. And it, you need to go look up Steve Jaws. It, it's just bizarre. And, and, and let me say this too, while we're on this in, in the neighborhood, the original Yokai Watch theme song that they used for like the first five episodes of the show that is like the Japanese theme song is an absolute earworm. And if you ever hear it, you will never get it out of your head. You need to go check it out. Just look up, uh, it's, uh, Yokai Watch original theme song, I think is what it is on YouTube. So go check that out. 
this week in Japan, Nintendo announced a permanent price drop for Joy-Con. Single Joy-Con are getting a price drop that calculates out to about $5 here in the United States. What's interesting about this is that this news comes on the heels of Nintendo being sued in a class action lawsuit by a nine-year-old kid and his mom, like we talked about on last week's show, about Joy-Con issues, while the rumor is going around that Nintendo apparently doesn't think that they're a big idea and that they've never, quote, never inconvenienced anyone. So I'm going to ask you guys this uh, and ask our listeners as well. Do you think there's some connection here? Or is this just a happy accident? Oh, it's time to drop the price of the Joy-Con. It's been three years. Or is it, eh, drop it five bucks and then go buy a new one when the left one breaks? Well, can you uh, even buy singles here? Because I don't think, uh, while I haven't looked, I haven't seen them. You can. You used to be able to. Yeah, you can. It might be be more... Readily available in Japan. Of course, in Japan, you can literally go to the website and buy the color you want. <laughs> yep, that's right. Which, God, I wish we could do that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the price uh, approximately uh, is like was $42. And now it's down to like $37. So it's or something along those lines. So it's not when people started talking about Joy-Con price drops, I'm like, oh, I wonder, this sounds interesting. And I saw it's like 12%. Like, that's not really much to talk about. Well, Especially uh, if it's something that we can barely buy here. As I look around the uh, the internet here, Best Buy no longer sells Joy-Cons on their website individually. Amazon has them, but I don't know if they're officially from Nintendo. Uh, but searching Joy-Con left, also the second option that comes up is analog 3D Joy-Con joystick replacement for Nintendo Switch. It's the part you can order and have Tim fix your Joy-Cons. Um, <laughs> currently, the only uh, company that seems to be making single Joy-Cons uh, in America is Hori, who is making the uh, the the uh, licensed D-pad Joy-Cons that yep. you can buy that only work in handheld mode. Which I was using for Super Mario 35. They actually work they, pretty good. They, it, they do work pretty good. I gotta say, they're they're actually pretty good quality. I have the Zelda one, uh, and it I, it's what I played Mega Man 11 with. Uh, and so, no shame in that game. I needed a D-pad. Uh, and so like it, I don't know, like you can buy these right now, uh, the, the Hori version, and they're actually doing a refreshed Mario version that should be coming out, uh, sometime soon with like a, it's red with a cartoon, with cartoon Mario and all kinds of other stuff on it, uh, for $19.99. So honestly, if, I mean, I know you would have to play your switch and only, uh, handheld mode with it, but that's pretty cheap when it comes to replacing a Joy-Con here in America. Yeah, we did see a patent for an updated model of Joy-Con that has no rail, so it you know it might have the lower price point because it won't have it doesn't have the physical connectivity. You know, we don't yet know if it's geared toward people with lights or if it's something that might be geared towards 
Switch Mark III, which of course it hasn't been officially announced. Can I can I tell you what my I've 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 thought about that, and can I tell you what I think my speculation is on it? Sure. I think it's for games like Just Dance. Yeah. Where you only need one Joy-Con. I think it's going to be marketed specifically for that. Because who uses uh, the stupid little slidey ra- mini rails to, to give the rounded edge? I don't right. know anyone who actually uses them. We use them like if we're playing Mario Kart. It, it makes it feel a little bit more substantial in your hand. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like we don't we don't typically put the rail on at all. Uh so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how that's going. I don't. I, at this time, do you, I, personally, I don't think that this kind of price drop is coming to America. Do you? Do you guys think that it's coming to America? Probably yeah. not, since you know, we don't even have a, that single single Joy-Con unit skew in in on shelves. But again, if we get the, that the new model Joy-Con coming in. Could have the lower price point. Okay, Tim, you were. What'd you say? Uh, I was just saying. Yeah, I think it's coming. It's just uh, when is the question. Obviously, it's just. But I think it's coming. Antonio in the I chat think- says the Japanese prices, when converted to U.S. dollars, has always been more expensive than what we pay in U.S. dollars. So it could just be lowering it down to the same level. It could. Personally, I think that what we'll see here in America is a lowering of price for the set. Yeah. And not just for one. Because it's I would like to see for, that. It's easier for stores to carry the sets in stock than it is for them to carry the singles. Right. Because you know, with the singles, you have to worry about single L and single R. And hopefully grandma doesn't pick up two R's and right. not get any L's. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, th- that would be interesting. Uh, and speaking of grandma picking things up, let's uh, let's talk about this for just a couple of minutes. I don't think there's much here, but uh, it's interesting. At least MPD Group believes that Nintendo Switch will be the hottest selling console for holiday 2020. Duh. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that's like really. This, it, yeah, oh, this is a case <laughs> of. I don't care who you are. You will sell out off of all the shells. It's just a matter of who can get more units onto the shells. Obviously, Nintendo's got a head start. Yeah, I'm sure you know PS4s and Xbox Ones will still sell as well. But those who want PS5s, Xbox Series X, good luck. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't pre-ordered it, I don't think you're getting it this before January. Uh, and so if you want the new hotness, you're not going to go to the store and find it. So what are you going to get? Instead, somebody is going to buy you a Switch because we heard that was cool, too. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it 80 is million cool. people can't be wrong, right? That's right. It is cool. Word to your grandma. Go buy a Switch. Mm. Footnote. That's just a number I pulled out of my head. That has no source. We'll find out <laughs> next. We'll find out in two weeks how close I am. <laughs> Jesse, I, can I, I'm just gonna take, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be pretty close. That's my goal. I think you're gonna be pretty close. <laughs> can, can we put that down in the notes? Jesse predicts 80 million in two weeks. Is that the show notes? That's the Nintendo Dad log. Yep, and, I'll put that in the log. <laughs> and then you can play your soundbite 
If it was Jesse, Jesse was, was right. right. Jesse was right. Jesse was right. See? That one? <laughs> See, you're going to have to make one for me when Just Dance comes out with a single Joy-Con. But anyway. Uh, that's a pack that's, that's like my one prediction. <laughs> uh, but anyway, go buy a Switch. Make it happen. A uh, <laughs> couple other quick news items here. Uh, new 35th anniversary Super Mario missions are available. Uh, a few weeks ago, the, a new one was added uh, where you can go eat ice cream with Mario. Not you really. You don't even have to eat the ice cream. You just go in and ask for a code, and they'll give you one. Yeah, but of course, they want you to buy something. I mean, here's the deal, though. Uh, for real, for real, you got to have a Cold Stone Creamery close to you. Uh, and I looked for one of these on vacation because I thought, surely I'm in a bigger city. Surely there's cold. Nope, there's one 180 miles away from you. So this is the one mission that's not going to get done for me because there's not a Cold Stone Creamery anywhere close to me. Yeah, there's like three in my area, all between 15 and 20 miles away. And someone, I said that in uh, in Discord, and someone goes, "Wait, 15 miles is far?" And I'm like, "For me, it is. I don't like clo- I don't like going past one, five if I can help it." The closest one for me is two hours away. I am not that concerned. Ooh. I'm like, sorry to hear dude, that, Antonio. Seriously, here's the deal. There's there are Ooh. there hang on. There are one, two, three. No, there are two cold stone creameries in the entirety of Tennessee. Who thought <laughs> this was a good idea? People who let's, live in New York. Let's lock it. Let's lock the pin codes to to exclusive ice cream that doesn't even end Marty's state. Because they single you out. Sucks. <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm look, look. This worked last week because I said something about Halloween, like not being able to get any spooktober stuff in 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 Animal Crossing, and now all I like I have a ton of it thanks to one of our loyal fans. You know who you are, you're awesome. Um, but if somebody could get me a Cold Stone Creamery code, I would love you forever. Like, I can't pay you. I tell you what, I've got a pack of cheese and crackers here on my desk, <laughs> and I will save this for you, and I will mail it to you when you give me the code. I will send this anywhere in the lower 48. Uh, and, and you know and what? You know Knowing what? the post on. office, you'll just receive Hang cracker on. dust. Here's a random... Kinder surprise egg toy that came out of a Kinder egg. You'll get that too. And actually, here's another one. It's a monkey on a tree. I will send all of this to you if you will get me a Cold Stone Creamery Mario code that is unused. And I know I have to say that because there's some people in this community that would send me a code that was already used and not tell me until they got their cheese and crackers. I have an empty bottle of water too if anybody wants it. Um, I, I don't have coronavirus. I promise. But you already yeah, had it. I've already had it. So see, there you go. <laughs> uh, also have this Stanley 16 foot tape measure. Um, and uh, let's oh see, my top. gosh, man, you really want it, don't you? Well, I'm, not, I'm not giving away the tape measure. I'm just saying I have it. Also on my desk, I wrote this book. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and a Chewbacca pen holder. That, you're not getting any of that stuff. I'm telling you, cheese and crackers and two, here it is. That's what you're getting. Cheese and crackers and two Kinder Prizes. Seriously. Wow. I need the Cold Stone Creamery code. Please. 
<laughs> anyway, you can go do that, and then you can head over to um, Mario Thirty Super Mario Thirty Five dot com for more crap about Mario. Next time, maybe they'll be like, "Go to Australia, Marty. Here's your code." Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also go right now and sign up. I thought this was pretty cool. You can, one of the missions is. You can go and sign up for the Super Mario Maker 2 Ninjai Speed Run Online Challenge. To do this, you need to go to mario.nintendo.com backslash challenge, sign in with your My Nintendo account, and uh, just signing up is enough to complete the challenge. If you don't want to play it, who cares? Just go sign up. Right. And you get I, so I got that check mark done. Like, here's the thing. These check marks get you closer to getting pin set number two, that inevitably everyone in our Discord is going to lose their ever-loving mind over when it gets posted for like four hours. Until they're sold out. When the first one, until they're sold out. Now, that'll happen in the first 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, also, um, this Super Mario Maker 2 Ninja Speedrun Online Challenge starts on November 17th and ends on the 24th. The top 35 players will get a commemorative uh, Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary anniversary coin, and uh, the mission will be marked complete for those who played it on December the first. So don't miss out on that if you're trying to get pin set number two. And speaking of Nintendo Switch Online, for all three of you who don't have a Nintendo Switch Online account, <laughs> uh, a seven day trial can be claimed from the My Nintendo website right now for zero platinum coins. Zero. I mean, you get access to 85 some odd games through NES and SNES online, plus Tetris 99, plus Super Mario 35, and you can play your favorite games online. It's a steal of a deal, really. Yeah, I don't remember what they used to charge for that, but at least for now, it's free. Yeah, it, like guys, if it's it's twenty dollars a year, right? Well, no, well I mean, I mean. Charge as in, it may, may have been 100 platinum points before. No, no, I'm just saying that, like, the Nintendo Switch Online without this, it's 20 bucks a year. What right. I found is, is that it's a lot of the uh, parents who don't play on Nintendo products, don't have a Switch, who bought their kids a Switch, and they don't know anything about the Nintendo Online. Yeah. So that's where I found that a lot of, you know, a lot of kids don't have that Nintendo Online stuff, and maybe they've and, asked for it, but who knows? Yeah. And, he, and here's so a great parents. example of that. Um, <laughs> my pastor's daughter bought her bought a Nintendo Switch Lite for herself just to play Animal Crossing. And she's like, so you can come to my island and give me all the fruit that I don't have, right? And I was like, yeah. And so she's like, how do I do that? I was like, well, you got to have Nintendo Switch online. She's like, what's that? <laughs> right. It just works, right? And I was like, no, nah, I used to, but not anymore. Right. Uh, and that was not. That was not, that did not go over well. <laughs> right. Got to pay, pay another $20? Yeah. For a whole year. Right. I was like, you get Super Mario Brothers. She's like, I don't care. I was like, who are you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's one right. of the greatest games made ever. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Jesse, we're going to throw it over to you for, man, there was an Amico info dump. It was it really wasn't an info dump. This was like back in the dump truck full of money up to Michael Bay's house when Transformers: Dark of the Moon came out, and getting all that. But this is just this and information. So, tell us what's going on there uh, in, in brief, and 
let us know the details that we need to know about the Intellivision Amico, yeah. which, by the way, was labeled this week as a Nintendo Switch killer. I don't know who said that. <laughs> Jeez, but. who comes up with that stuff? Jeez, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, on 10.10 at 10.10 in the morning, Tommy, the plan was to have a live stream where he had all these videos prepared and then that it was going to do everything through the live stream. But he had bandwidth issues or OBS issues, so the actual live stream itself wasn't long. And he just said, we're just going to upload them to YouTube as VOD. Go go nuts. So he uploaded like three or four videos. So some of them... So I'm going to quickly go over some highlights. There was... For games being developed, there's... Like Burger Time, Bump and Jump, Lock and Chase, and others are getting kind of redone for Amico. There's a, an Amico version of Breakout that's coming out that has a demo available today for PC. That if you, if you want to check it out, if you're on their mailing list, you've got it, a link to download it in your mail. If you aren't on the mailing list, sign up and then it'll be delivered to you. I downloaded it and did a live stream of it this weekend. I think it was like 10 minutes total. It didn't take long to play play through twice. But it's there for free if you want to try it. Uh, the Amica will come with like a calendar application pre-built, uh, pre-installed with various holidays from all around the world that you can turn on and off what you want to celebrate. And then plus you can add your own personal birthdays, anniversaries, et cetera, information. So when you boot the system up on certain days, you'll get uh, certain events happening. Not, you know, so like they showed like a happy birthday one where I actually gave, showed a cake on the screen with a little piece of cake with a candle on the controller. And you had to blow out the candle through the, with the mic on the controller, pick, knowing you blew it to, to, continue. It was kind of cute. He says that... see, where else am I? He said, more information on physical media for the system will be made available before the end of the year. Then he listed... A vi- he showed a video of like 30 or 30 to 40 games. I'm not going to list them all, but some of the, the big in television games. You know, Shark Shark, Cloudy Mountain, Night Stalker, um, see here, like Snafu, you know, originally spelt with a U, now ends with OO. It's kind of like like the old Tron Light Cycles game with four players. Uh, then, along with some newer games, one called Emoji Charades. That sounds awful, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, and then the, apparently, they got Major League Baseball license again to actually have a baseball game with the MLB license. They talked a bit about the hardware. Jesse, Jesse, you yes. skipped over the greatest game in the list. Which one's that? Care Bears. Care Bears? <laughs> yeah, there Maybe are. A there, Care Bears game. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's a Care Bears and a Sesame Street game for the youngins. Okay. And then for the older players, there'll be Liar's Dice. <laughs> or just really bad kids. Yes. Of course. <laughs> People, people joked that the original Intellivision came packed with a poker and blackjack game. And they're like, family-friendly fun there. I'm like, yeah, I, how do you think I learned how to play poker when I was six years old? I played that game. Right. 
So they're, they showed like the ports in the back, you know, your standard stuff, HDMI out, DC in, a micro SD slot for added storage, the USB slot for future accessories and expansion. It'll come with 16 gig internal storage, which they say, depending on the games, could store up to 40 to 50 games. So those games will be small. So 16 gigs will last a while. Then it has built in RFID reader, you know, similar to the reading Amiibo on 3DSs and Wii U's and Switches. And in fact, I think this card here I got when I ordered a, sh- a shirt is an RF card. And then the, the Founders Edition I bought will come with an RF card that will scan and add $50 to their digital shop. So, so that's, that's how, that's several uses that, they, that they're planning for the RFID. The controller will have a color capacitive touchscreen, speaker, and microphone. So very Wii Remote, Wii U hybrid-y going on here. Gyro acceleration, accelerometer, force feedback, wireless contact charging, which I thought was a neat, neat idea. This, this says it'll take about two hours to charge. It'll give you four to six hours of play. And it, it can also be charged through USB. And home button on the top allows you to turn the controller on and off, pause games, change the orientation of the controller, and access game menus. Additional controllers will be available in packs of two and come with a charging dock. Then hmm. they have they have a Moon Patrol demo on their Amico Club app, app for mobiles. That if you they have a contest going on this week, I think it just started yesterday or the day before. So not sure when it ends, but it, you know probably Tuesday or Wednesday. They 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 want you to play the demo. If you have a if you think if they have what if you have a high score, take a screenshot, send it send it to them, and the person that posts the highest score will win a light box that has the original Moon Patrol arcade marquee signed by the Moon Patrol arcade producer, Scott Tamara, who later worked for Nintendo and was founder and initial COO and president of Nintendo Software Technology, an American-based development studio that still exists today. Hmm. And then the Amico was current, you know, the Amico, the Amico was originally planned on being released on 1010, but in COVID delay, the next release window is April 15th. And they said those who did, uh, the early, the founders editions should get it a week. Thank you for fixing that. <laughs> um, uh, about a week or two early. So I should, I would hope to have mine somewhere in the early April. I plan on doing unboxings and uh, gameplay videos and whatnot. Cool. When that when that time when that time comes. All right, we'll be looking forward to that. Then that's all our news this week, guys. Let's talk about a couple of events. So it was announced this week that the 17th Maximus Cup for Tetris 99 will launch. Tomorrow or today, as you were hearing this uh, on your podcast. It starts in four hours from now, if you're watching live. uh, October 16th and ends October 19th. It is Pokemon-themed again. This will be the second second Pokemon Sword and Shield theme. uh, Or is it just the one that has already been out? It's the same theme. So if you missed it the first time, you have a chance of getting it now. If you got it the first time... 
you know, you know, you can so you can play through like normal. You won't get it again, or you won't get anything new. But when you get to the fifty points instead of a hundred points, you'll get the in-game celebration. You you did it again. Okay, so I'm not playing Tetris ninety nine this weekend. <laughs> uh, but for those of you who didn't get this theme. Uh, it's actually a pretty cool theme. You should go check it out. Uh, that'll be live as you hear us right now. Also, don't forget that Splatween is coming up on October 30th through November 1st. This is uh, the Splatfest. Uh, it's actually a, a full-on, they change a ton of stuff in the in the plaza, like there's ghosts and all kinds of spooky decorations. Uh, and you can choose to be Team Trick or Team Treat. And uh, I hope that we'll see you out there. I'm going to be playing some of this, even though I said last week I deleted Splatoon 2. I'm going to re-download it again and, and play some Splatoon. <laughs> this, 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 honestly, this was my favorite, favorite Splatfest, except for Autobots versus Decepticons in the original Splatoon. Really cool. I think, look, I, here's what I think Nintendo needs to do with this. All right? I think there needs to be a Splatfest every month from now until Splatoon 3 comes out. And I think that they just need to go hog wild and let people sponsor them. Like it just needs to be sponsored everything like Coke versus Pepsi Splatfest. Uh, you know, it could be like Doritos versus Ruffles. Uh, it could be Republicans versus Democrats. That would be a fantastic one for election night. Oh my Don't watch gosh. That crap. Don't watch that crap. Just blue get on Splatfest and decide it. Yep, blue versus red. I love it. Let's do let's it. Get, let's vote channel back. That's all we need. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. There there you go, Jesse. Now, this this is a good line of thinking. Let's follow this out. Forget Splatfest. Don't ever do another one. Be done with it. The Mario, <laughs> Luigi, whatever, Starman versus Super Mushroom. That's it. Done. Blow the game up. Bury it. Everybody votes channel. Comes back. Everybody votes. Here it is. You ready for the name? Here's the name of it. You ready? This is going to be brilliant. Nobody's ever thought of this. Everybody votes deluxe. Nice. <laughs> All right. That's a very Everybody Nintendo naming deluxe. convention. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's go. Everybody votes. Everybody. Here's what I want you to do right now. When you hear this, I want you to get on the Twitter device. All right. Get on the Twitters, and I want you to at Nintendo America. And this is what you say at Nintendo America, bring back everybody votes. Deluxe. Let's DX. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's make yes. this happen. 2021, everybody votes. <laughs> Channel goes to the switch. <laughs> Let's go. I'm, I'm here for this. Y'all, please reel me in here. Let's go talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> Jesse, what you been playing, buddy? Okay, I've been playing a few things. This should go pretty quick, though. I've been playing more Super Mario 35. I try to trying to do at least the dailies every day. Sometimes, like today, I haven't had a chance to play at all because this is also our act of monthly mayhem. I think it ends the eighth or fifth somewhere in there, where the we get points for. For our whatever level we get, plus additional points for the number of wins we get, and then uh, they, I think they have additional criteria for to break ties. But I thought I was in the lead based on what everyone was was 
when they were sharing their scores. So one person came in with 10 levels more than me with about 30 games less played than me. And I'm like, how do you do that? (laughs) So I don't think I'm in the lead anymore. Right. I'm nowhere near the lead. (laughs) Oh, no. I think I'm enough time into it. Yeah. 67 ish in the mid mid to upper 60s. I'm having fun with it too. So when I did play it. Oh yeah, and uh, some of these uh, I'm seeing some YouTube videos that are just insane of like, people purposely spawning hundreds of Lakitu, hundreds of Bullet Bill. It's just insane to watch right. <laughs> and see people survive these things. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay, then we get, we got a review code for Powertris. I did a live stream this weekend showing it off. In fact, I ended with yes. a, a Mario 35 run because we also gave away three codes in the live chat. And so we I needed, needed an excuse to keep the chat going to, for someone to claim and tell me that they've, they won, got they, code, they, yeah. they found, they, they, they read, that they redeemed the third code. So I played a run of 35 to kill that time. I think that that was amusing. People were, people like that. That the was game, pretty cool. It's, the game itself, eh, it, 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 it's got problems. It's, it, it, um, it's fun to play once. But the problem is there's no variety. There's one game type. There's no multiplayer. There's no mission modes. There's no, uh, nothing else to do. So once you've played what you can for the first time until you got to a stuck point, all you can do is just do it again. So is that more of a mobile? You think it's more of a mobile game rather than a console game? I don't know. Even uh, if even if this was just on a mobile, I would say I want to see more modes as well. So it's True. not limited to the console. So I would if they like add features in the future. I think that it'll help. But you know, I I literally played the game three times. After I played it, I gave away a code, and it was hard playing it the third time after having played it twice. So, you know, it's it's not a bad game. It's cheap. I think it normally five dollars. It was on discount for four. So, you know, I'd say if if you're okay with saying goodbye to four dollars, <laughs> sure. I, again, I liked I liked it the first time. It did some yeah. creative things, but once I've seen the creative things, I'm not seeing anything new anymore. I just see the same things over again. It's not about a high score or anything like that. Well, it is, but there's no combo system. There's no way to boost your score that I can see, mm-hmm. other than just making a longer chain of things to break, which okay. is, you know, time consuming, sometimes confusing. You get a bomb when you don't want it to bomb, and all this is going to do is destroy what you've built. Right. Because there's no way to not use a bomb if one. I thought spawns. it was interesting that you couldn't save it either. When I saw you, like, you know how you're in Texas, yeah, you, you can't save a piece or something. Yeah, you can't do that. So, you know, if if you're confused, basically it's like a mix of Tetris and like Pipe Dream, where the pieces that fall can have one to four legs. And you need to want, need to complete a circuit from the left side to the right side. When you do that, it, everything pops and clears and everything, everything that wasn't part of the chain drops. And then you do it again. Every 500 points, you increase a level. The whole board clears out. The, the connection points on the left and right rearrange 
And then sometimes you have obstacles in the middle that you have to work around. That's effectively it. So if you're still confused, check out my video. You'll you'll see what I mean after after one run through. <laughs> the uh, Pikmin three demo. I talked a little about it a little bit last week. I got to the end of day two before we recorded. I played day three and ended the demo. So because you you play until you beat the first boss, and I was able to beat it in three days. If it takes you four, then it, I'm sure it, they'll let you play that fourth day. But when you beat the boss, then it's then it's over. So I'm, I'm liking it. I'm definitely looking forward to, to getting it on the Switch and playing it again. I did. I have played it on the Wii U twice. So this will be my third run through of the game. Even though the demo con, uh, progress will move over because it's such a short demo, I'm likely going to start over just so I can get re-reminded on the on the new controls. The I don't like the joint controller controls because I liked the Wii Remote and Nunchuck controls from the Wii U. So I'm trying to use the Joy-Con motion controls, but because of how it gets off center really easily, it's kind of annoying to reset. But I think that's what I'm going to work, how I'm going to play it through, is because it's easier to aim for me. And one thing I do like is, so that they they have the mission modes that the Wii U version had, but what is new with the Wii U version. It was just time limited, and when you're done, you if you want to play it again to try to get a better score, you have to start over again. With the Switch version, you can the first time through is say the same thing: countdown timer to zero. When it hits zero, you're done. You can go back into it after that to finish what you missed with a count up timer, meaning you have as much time as you want, and mm. then you're trying to get the lowest time to finish. So. While I don't necessarily care about the time, I just want to finish the map and collect everything. So I like that new that new feature. That's and cool. Then, That's what I was concerned about. Yeah, so I, I wasn't time. sure if... The, I didn't remember if the Wii U did it or not, so I actually booted up and checked and found out I have no nunchuck in the, in the house, so I had to use the gamepad controls, and that was awful. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, yeah, the Wii, U, the Wii U version didn't let you go back in the second time to clean up. So I do like that on the yes. Switch. And then the Switch adds story modes, of which none of it was available in the demo, but that'll add more functionality as well when, to cool. the to the final retail product. Cool. Then, Tim, what you been playing? Well, oh, I have one more game I want to say real quick. I'm not going to detail out because it's been previously documented on previous shows, but I also started a run-through of Dragon Quest Seven. Fragments of the Forgotten Past on the 3DS. I'm like 15 hours in right now. The the play timer on my first run was like 106, so not a small game. And <laughs> and it'll take me a while. I figured this would be my main game between 30, Mario 35 runs until Pikmin comes out. And then when I, I'll play through Pikmin, go back to Dragon Quest until Age of Calamity comes out, and then I'll be good for the year. Nice. Solid plan. Tim, what you been playing? A few things that I've been able to squeeze in between, you know, all the work that I've been doing and in school and all that fun stuff. I've been able to, you know, do a few rounds in Super Mario Bros. 35. Um, So, I mean, we all know how that goes, especially for Monthly Mayhem. I know I'm not going to be the top one, but, you know, like to be able to put in something for that. Um, And also, I know I won't win any prizes because, you know, 
we're we're excluded from that. <laughs> but also playing Animal Crossing New Horizons as usual, getting ready for Halloween. Excited about that, especially playing with the family. I'll probably be playing more this week, coming weekend with them because I didn't get to play a lot this past weekend. Uh, so again, we just haven't been having fun seeing what kind of wacky costumes we can come up with and uh, all the candy we can collect as well to get ready for Halloween. Uh, played a little bit of the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate just so I could check out Steve. Um, I did a little bit of a stream of that too, actually, uh, a couple nights ago. And it was, uh, I am so inexperienced with Super Smash Bros. <laughs> it's like trying to figure out what moves that Steve did was just like, okay, what do I hit to do what? And then, so, but I had some people on that were telling me, oh, try this or try that. And did you know this? And, yeah, um, I think Anoxus was one that was on there. He was like, um, one of them was just picking up the the um, the workbench, the crafting workbench, uh, and being able to, you know, move it to where you were, depending on on the map. You can move it, which I didn't know. And then discovering, I, I think you just just whatever button combo is to use it. I think you yeah. just do it, and then it'll be summoned to you. Yes, that's true. You're right. Yes. You don't have to specifically summon. say have you to summon it. it. You just Correct. open it. And then uh, the other thing, too, was uh, finding the uh, um, the grab was with a fishing pole. <laughs> the fishing pole in line, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. Didn't even know that was a thing, because I forgot about using the shoulder buttons while playing. And it's like, oh, what are these shoulders buttons doing? And I found it, it was like whipping and grabbing things but that was pretty fun and i and then i was sitting there thinking you know what who would do a lot better showing off steve right now in the stream marty marty would do a lot better showing steve in the stream right now but it was just me so i was doing what i could before i started playing the other two games what i'm about to talk about which the first one would be survivalist the survivalist by team 17 which they gave us a code for, which I'm very uh, thankful for, as usual, because, you know, they don't have to give us those, and they do, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but I've been checking that game out. Uh, the Survivalist is the uh, same company who made The Escapist, those type of games. Uh, but this game is using kind of like the same graphics engine, I'm guessing, where you go in and you have to, you're stranded on an island, and you're using crafting skills to survive. And um, I'm actually having a lot of fun with this, more so than uh, I can't remember the other game, which was a little bit more graphically pleasing to, to see. I'm having more fun with this game, The Survivalist, than the other one where you had to survive on an island. Is it Don't Starve? No, not that one. It was one recently that I got that uh, I think even Justin got it, too, and I can't remember the name of it. It was basically... It had a cool story to it too, but I just it just wasn't hitting the right buttons. I remember me, you which know? one you're talking about, but I can't think of the name right now. Yeah, it was like a, a young lady who got stranded on an island. She had to find all uh, these different win- uh, winds, windbound, or, or wind something bound. like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was it. And but this one is actually grabbing me, and and actually I think more so because you can it has multiplayer aspects to it, where you can do multiplayer online, up to four people I think on an island. Uh, or even local uh, play. So um, in Team 17, uh, or the developers there, when they were passing out codes, 
I told him, I said, I already have a review code because they were they were handing out codes. If you want a code or something, if you talk to him via DM, I said, I already have a review code I'm doing for Nintendo dads. But can I get one more code for my wife so I can experience the online? And they're like, sure, here you go. So they, it was really cool. They gave me another code and uh, nice. gave it to my wife. And she's been playing what I ran into. We were we were going to try to play together the same night. But what we ran into was like this game is a lot deeper than I expected. And then the mechanics are a little bit more challenging than I expected where meaning that, uh, there is a lot of crafting involved. You have to do a lot of, uh, resource gathering to make those things that you're doing. You have to survive by eating and sleeping. Um, you're exploring the Island and then you have to be able to get things to be able to move on to the next Island because you're not just stuck on that one island, but you can get things to build a boat and move on to the next island. Uh, you collect treasure maps, find out other things about the islands and stuff like that. So there's there's a lot to do, and I'm sure a lot more than I'm even speaking of. But I haven't even had a chance to play local play with my wife yet. And I think even Nick from the uh, Dad Crossing channel, he's got the game and offered to play with me too. And I told him, I said, I'm still, I, I remember you want to play this with me, but... I haven't had, I'm still trying to get my arms around this game. Uh, so there, like I said, there's a lot in here. It's not just a jump in goofy play, like say it, like Animal Crossing. And, you know, Animal Crossing has its own thing, you know, challenges too for, to make the game a little fun and challenging. But, uh, I think this is a lot more challenging and a lot more, uh, um, that's the word I'm looking for. But it's just, it's a fun challenge, especially if you're looking for that kind of thing. And I think that's what I was looking for with Windbound was uh, uh, something that was a challenge and seemed interesting to be able to survive on the island. But there was just something about it, like I said, wasn't grabbing me. But this one, uh, the survivalist is so far. And hopefully by next show or two, I'll be able to update everybody on the uh, playing with other people on the same island aspect. Now, the other game I was playing on the stream that I'm really excited about is G.I. Joe Operation Blackout because I love G.I. Joe games. Or not G.I. Joe games, but G.I. Joe. Uh, <laughs> I grew up G.I. Joe, and I mentioned this before probably on the show, and especially in our Discord chat. Uh, my kids, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so they didn't want me you know, wanting a bunch of different toys. And they said also it will help if you stay focused on things. So your grandparents and anybody who gets you anything for your birthday or Christmas will know what to get you. So they are like, stick to three things. So I stuck to GI Joe transformers and Legos. Those are the three main toy lines I you know, played with. If people didn't know me and didn't know I played with those. Yeah. I got some outside those area toys like He-Man. I got a couple He-Man that I play with, but anyways, I'm getting off track here. We can talk about toys all day, right? Marty. That is correct. Anyways, Toy ads. <laughs> G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. I was excited about this when I first saw the uh, trailer for this, and it kind of gave me some Fortnite vibes, if you will, because I thought it was going to be like a, a Battle Royale type game, uh, where but you would use G.I. Joe characters. Uh, but then when I came, when I, I didn't follow more of it, I just was kind of waiting for it to come out. And then uh, come to find out, Justin was like in the room, hey, who's interested in this? And Marty was like, Tim's probably is. And I looked in there and I was like, yep, I definitely want that game. <laughs> so uh, I jumped on that right away. And But then uh, you got an email that, or a message that said, interested? 
Yes, interested. So uh, I played that in the stream, and it actually is a um, player versus player type game or even co-op, which I'm really excited about because I'm hoping this weekend to be able to get some time with Sammy on this game, even though he probably has no clue what G.I. Joe is. Uh, uh, he'll probably he'll because we're playing a game together. He'll probably want to play it anyway. So, so no, no single player story or anything. Like it that? is actually. I was going to get that too. It was like actually when I did the stream. Uh, it was it's still doing that co op aspect of it, but you're co oping with AI, and you're getting to play the story. Which is at this point, the story I had to play during the stream was, um, it's GI Joe versus Cobra, obviously, and I got to play as Duke in the first part for training. And then uh, on the uh, USS flag, and then uh, Cobra comes in and attacks the USS flag, jumps on the ship, and start trying to take over the world essentially. And the first part is take uh, destroying the USS flag, which you start playing as the Cobra characters in the game and trying to take out GI Joe characters. Oh, so I was cool. I was Storm Shadow with Cobra Commander actually with me, which I thought was interesting because usually, you know, in back in our day, Cobra Commander was a coward and, you know, wouldn't want to do that kind of stuff. But he was all, he would jump in the, in the, into the battle with Storm Shadow and I was battling to destroy the ship and take over the world, which the plot of the story where I ended it ended up being Cobra does take over the world and they're looking for the rest of the G.I. Joe team. So I thought that was very interesting and I'm looking forward to playing more of that. So I gotta check this out for nostalgia purposes through the roof of me. I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, some of the character voices are kind of off from what I'm used to. Cobra Commander is actually not bad. I enjoyed oh, good, I, it's good. not bad. I enjoyed that. However, Destro was disappointing to me because it wasn't that deep Destro voice that I'm used to, you know, like yes, Cobra Commander, you know, that type of stuff. It was more like a rig, sounded like me. I'm not Destro. <laughs> Yo, Cobra Commander, what's up? Hey, Cobra Commander, here's some weapons for you. It's like, that's not right. It's got to be a deep voice. Did anyone but, sound like a tin can? Not even that. <laughs> wasn't even that. So, but again, it, I was just kind of like the um, the um, Transformers show on the Netflix. You know, there's some voices that are kind of off, you know, because you're not used to it. And there's some voices that are actually pretty good. You know, I will I will argue with anyone about those shows that one of the reasons that they are so memorable, and I'm talking about Transformers and G.I. Joe, is that the voice casting yes. on shows in the 80s was so phenomenally good. Every character felt different and had life to them. Yes. You know, even in G.I. Joe. I mean, and yes, there was a yeah. lot of and, and even voice the voice actors, actors that did multiple roles, they were still did them differently enough that you didn't oh. know unless you were kids, you wouldn't Hang know on. that. Yeah. I'm, about to blow, I'm about to blow somebody's mind when I say this that in that Transformers 80s cartoon, Casey Kasem, the radio yes. DJ, did voices for the Transformers cartoon. Yes, he did. Yep. Freaking Casey Kasem did Cliff Jumper, <laughs> and I'm like, I always like, I was like, he's so familiar, and then I, I was like, you, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> so anyway. uh, Antonio Contreras asks, who funds Cobra? I don't know yet. I'm still playing the game. I'll find out who's funding. Well, who's, if who's you watch Cobra. the GI Joe movie, the cartoon one, not the lame ones, you guys realize, you learn. No spoilers. Cobra, spoilers. <laughs> for a 30-year-old okay, animated movie. <laughs> Y'all, 
if you want to see some of the most insane 80s animation and plot of all time, go watch the G.I. Joe movie from the 80s. That's all I I'm love that movie. It that is movie so, I mean, it it's is so crazy so off the wall. But complete awesome. bonkers from what G.I. <laughs> Joe really is. I think that movie is why I fell out of the show. When I was a kid. I didn't watch any of the shows Y'all, after that movie. It was just like the movie was the pinnacle only, for me and then only, I was done. Only real ones are going to know what I'm about to say, but I still to this day will say, What's a man? What's a man? <laughs> I knew that oh, no, was coming. No, no, no. no okay. Listen, listen. That, that, uh, that, the opening of that movie with the song, you know, you know, Cobra. Cobra. You know, <laughs> yes. they're like fighting around the Statue of Liberty. Oh my gosh. Yes. I still watch it sometimes on YouTube just for that. Just for yes. that. Like I turn it off after that because like everything else after this is 90 minutes of garbage. Right. <laughs> well, getting back on, on I'm sorry. Track here. It's I'm okay. Sorry. Like we said, we could talk about this all night, I'm sure. But nostalgia back dance. to G.I. Joe operations. I know episode was asking, uh, uh, some questions too, like co-op experience shared. I don't know that yet because I haven't tried the co-op yet with my son. I'll find out this weekend, hopefully. Um, do you progress in your own copy? Um, I'm guessing that will be because it was like, I think they can jump in right at the same at any point in the story if I'm playing, but I'll find out that stuff more about the co-op this weekend. Um, and just making sure there's no other questions. That sounds like and a video. Will, and it, uh, well, I did actually. I'm going to be releasing um, what I streamed tonight after we're done with the show. I'm going to upload that uh, so that it can be scheduled by Justin and go out. I did a, I Good split deal. up this the stream so that we I could show off what I played in GI Joe Operation Blackout and what I played on Survivalist. So there'll be two videos going out. They're both about an hour long, so they're pretty long. But you know, if you, you can play it in the background, hear me, you know, talk about it or whatever, go for it. But I'll try to I'll try to do I'm a definitely, quicker I gotta video. watch the Jaja one because that's that's yeah. <laughs> so um the last thing is a non-Nintendo game, non-Nintendo game here for non-Nintendo dads. Uh I actually got one of these because as I mentioned before, I won a three-month pass, uh, ultimate pass, game pass for Xbox. I don't have an Xbox, but I have a PC and I have a phone and there's the X cloud. And so I went online. I think I talked about this last Thursday a little bit, but I went online, uh, mentioned that I got it. And power a was like, Hey, we got this. They actually responded to my tweet and was like, Hey, we got this remote. And I was actually looking at this one, this controller actually. And, uh, I was like, thanks for the link. Cause they put a link in there and went in and bought it. So I actually downloaded, uh, X Cloud. I got it on my phone because I have a Samsung phone. They Xbox and Samsung's got a thing going on. So um, did all that. Downloaded it. Played Forza Horizon Four. As you all know, I love my racing games, so I've been dying to try a Forza game. Uh, I think they just released Forza Seven, Horizon Seven now for the X Cloud. Um, so I'm hoping to try that out. Uh, I think it was that one. Oh, no, it was Motorsport. I think it was. That's the one they just released for Ultimate Pass. So I'm just Forza, I want to try all the different ones. So I dove into that, played that for a little bit. Even though I was dead tired because after work, I was just like, I got to try this. So, and I have to say, the X Cloud uh, at home, 
no problems whatsoever racing a fast racing game no problem controls were excellent even though i sucked at driving because i'm getting used to you know this is a simulation racing game so it's not arcadey at all there's uh just getting used to that type of game again um because i haven't played one since grand turismo on the playstation one of those versions uh a simulation one but it was still amazing to play on my phone full-blown console game with no hiccups so i can't wait to try some of the other games obviously too so um i'm excited about that i think that's pretty cool so that's what i've been playing so question sure is it forza or is it forza (laughs) whatever you're in the mood for forza farts farts Farts? Well, that's something Farts else. Farts racing. That's something else. Farts racing. That's, What's that's that me, smell? That's me after I go to uh, Taco Bell. Farts. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I've been playing uh, Fort, Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite. Um, uh, I'm, I'm like, I, I, there's not much else I can say about this season. It's still freaking amazing. It's got Marvel. I have the God Emperor Doom skin, which is like Doctor Doom in gold armor with a white cloak. What and level are you again? Eighty-eight, you said. I think I'm, I think I'm eighty-eight. Okay. I don't know. Like I'm getting real close to Tony Stark. Uh and so like you get Tony Stark at ninety-three, and then you've got like seven levels to worry about getting enough to go to get Iron Man or whatever. But but here's the thing: they the the season has been extended. I think uh, maybe it was always extended. It's it's not ending until November third. So, or November 30th. So I was in this mad dash thinking like, oh, I only got like two weeks left, you know? Oh, yeah. Nah, you got a month. I got plenty of time. But I, listen. Don't I'm let it catch up this. to you, though. I am not. Like, I'm not because I play every day now. Uh, yeah. I like I was not like big into the Fortnite challenges before this year or before this season. But I have done every challenge. Every one. I'm proud nice. of myself. Like I'm, good job, there's, man. There's some dumb challenges too, y'all. Like one today was like, or last week was like, drive a car from one location on the map to the other and don't get out, and you have to do it in under four minutes. That okay. sounds easy until like people go all Mad Max on you and like roll <laughs> up next to you and like getting out right and off the road. And like I, I was like going along and I was like, oh, I'm I'm forty percent of the way there, and then a dude shot my tire out and. Every that's yeah, I was so frustrated because I was just like I was just going in the games to get some of those challenges done. Like yeah. early on when I was trying to get the claws. Mm-hmm. I, every time I get close to claw, somebody somebody picked me off and I die. Yep. And I was like, yeah. oh doggone it. <laughs> claw yeah. marks, I mean, you know, those claw uh, marks. Uh, I do have the claws. I'm gonna tell you the one I didn't think that I was gonna do at all. And that was uh Doctor Doom has um uh an emote that you can only awaken if you get a victory royale with Dr. Doom, and it was like every game it'd be like third, fourth, eighth. Yeah. And then I was like, I looked at my son, I was like, can we do can we please just run a duos game just because like I and and lo and behold <laughs> ah, there you go. Lo and behold, the first time we play, what happens? Victory, victory royale. royale. Why? Because the guy blew himself up <laughs> <laughs> with a rocket launcher, you know what? I'll take it anyway. Take get it. it. Let's there do you it. go. Well, it just just the joy on his face 
when yeah. he realized that we had won and he turns around and because we're sitting here in my office playing. And he's like, Dad, emo, emo, go, go. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let me sit down on this throne, boy. Yeah. You, you know, and so now he's like, he's telling me, you know, I got my dad. And, you know, I do. <laughs> yeah. For real, though, like, can I just be realized, he's kind of scary good at Fortnite. Like, <laughs> right. That's what my daughter is. She's really yeah, good at like, Fortnite. I, like, I play, the only way I've been able to get those victory is whenever I play duos like, with her. Like, I play, like, I'll watch him play and be like, why are you not doing that? Like, I would not get that weapon. Uh, why are you getting this? Why are you doing that? And he's like rattling off all this stuff. And he's like talking about like the other day he's building. And he's like, Oh, look at me. I'm cranking seventies. And I was like, <laughs> what? Right. Yeah, what language is what? that? English. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, if Fortnite today announced an update, they're like, we're getting rid of building. Just go shoot each other. I'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I'm done. Yep. I, I hate. I don't build. I don't, I don't build. build. I don't build. If you build, I'm going to come tear it down and shoot you in the face with a shotgun. Or you're going to do that to me. Uh, anyway, uh, also, I want to talk about this. Super Smash Brothers update is bonkers, y'all. Steve is amazing. Uh, and uh, I I, didn't, I don't know what I expected, but good night. Is he so much fun to play? Right. Yeah, he uh, was fun. Even I didn't know what I was doing. He's and, still and, fun. and here's the thing. I love the fact that it is so unapologetically Minecraft that like he, like you're looking through the character list. It's like, oh, Mario, Bowser, and they're all done in the Smash Brothers art style, and then there's Steve hanging out down there, and dude's a freaking polygon. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, just some of the little things that, mm-hmm. that like, he gets knocked over, and he just falls flat. You know, he's just laying there, and the way he moves and everything, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Sakurai is such a genius. And honestly, this has reinvigorated my, like, passion for who the next four characters are. Yeah. Because. I was cracking up at the the cart thing that you do, where you can oh, the throw the cart at somebody and they they get in and they go off the edge. Yes, <laughs> I was yeah. dying laughing. But they don't realize what's going on. It's like, whoa, what's they're just like. Oh. But I will say, I did a uh, I did a mascot battle the other day. I was sitting here in my office, I was doing some work. I was like, I just want to put it on, and I put four, eight mascots up against each other, all the same level. So we had Mario, Sonic, Simon Belmont, Snake. Steve, uh, yeah. Cloud, all those. You know who won? Steve. Steve. Steve won. Let me mention this real quick uh, in the chat. There's people talking about this too. Like, um, Miz is saying the building in Fortnite. You know, I'm. You know, he's just you know saying the building in Fortnite is awesome. Apparently, Antonio Contrero says the love they put into Steve is incredible. Pal says, yeah, appreciate Steve and Smash. And Basel says. As long as you don't run out of resources. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's true. So that's totally true. Because like yeah. I was, um, one of my favorite things to do is build those blocks up and then like go across and drop an iron on somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I tried to do that last night and nothing came out. And Steve just kind of like quiffed in the air and it was yeah. like, oh crap! Right. <laughs> go get some resources. Everything about it is perfect. It's almost like Steve is comic relief. <laughs> it is it is it really is like and it's well done comic re- comedy relief it's not like cheap comedy relief it's it's really well done yeah uh I, and i i did have to go in and buy some of the me fighter costumes i didn't buy travis because i'm full confession here folks i've never played a no more heroes game never. you're the only one 
And so uh, I don't just I don't have the 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 Jones for the character like everybody else does. Um, if they bring them to the Switch, like if they did a package of No More Heroes one and two, I'd probably play it. Well, but, three is supposed to be I mean, coming. I know before three comes out, like I, I would love to see those and and I'll play them and see what the fuss is about. But, but those are heavily motion controller games, so I'm not sure how play. well that'll work. That's why I didn't play them. Uh, that and. You saved by sitting on the toilet. Like, I just couldn't. I don't know. What? Like, I like, I mean, I like toilet humor. I do. But it just didn't. I don't know. Just something about that just didn't appeal to me. It was a little too over the top or whatever. But, uh, the, uh, but I had to buy a few of the costumes. So I bought the diamond armor and the pig and the creeper. Uh, and it fully, you know, guys, we, we fully live in a reality now where the, 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 the possibility exists. That you can make sands with a creeper head or a creeper with uh, a creeper body with sands head, and that's smash oh, cannon. Those are mix and matchable. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know how that worked. Yeah, because it's not a costume; it's a mask. It's pieces. So huh. yeah, it's pieces. So you get like the creeper suit, creeper mask. Okay. Suit, See, I thought mask. it was just all or nothing. Yeah, so you get like, like the it, you basically replace the meme. and a King K. Rule body. And I bought Bomberman too because Bomberman's freaking awesome. And <laughs> I, I, I honestly, here's the thing: I think that I'm more excited about the like the the me fighter character costume cameos in the next four than I am anything else. But I'm going to call this right here. Steve was the number four asked for character in America, right? I know that you know people when he was announced, people bring up well, nobody else asked for him, blah 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 blah, whatever. <laughs> this is America. I'm not, no, I can't do that. <laughs> he, is, he was one of the most popular So here's the deal. Uh, I really do believe that the last character of this battle pass is going to be Waluigi. It's happening. No. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening because people talked about it and 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 talked about it. And, about it. and I think Nintendo... We'll find out in 13 months. Stop it. I'm not exaggerating. That's their timeline. I know. know. Stop it. I don't (laughs) want to think about that. We're going to be dealing with Smash Brothers for another year. Uh, I'm putting that in the log, by the way. If if the uh, go go right ahead, there's no prize. (laughs) There's no there's no penalty. Nope. Uh, I I will be out of cheese crackers by then. Uh, So anyway, whatever. Uh, Also been playing Animal Crossing, and I want to thank a member of our community, Eston. He invited me over to his island. Last week, and he was like, "Here's all the things," uh, and uh, I mean, literally, like, I, I just tons of stuff. It was awesome, and uh, uh, I have really gotten into over the last week or so laying down paths, which is something that I really wanted to do for a while, like connecting my island. And now I'm starting to um, move houses and do different things, and so nice. the the spooky update has really got me back into Animal Crossing in a big way. I'm there at least twice a day now. So uh, I don't think I'm ready to get back into the turnip game yet. Like that was, that was super stressful for me when I was doing it. But I, I haven't had, to, I haven't had to since I you were in it. Lots and lots and lots of money. You though, need some more bells, I, huh? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta move a lot of stuff. Those people uh, are just selling lots of uh, pumpkins. Cause you can, you know, grow a lot in three well, days. Yeah. I mean, I, Oh God, I've got a ton of pumpkins. So maybe that's what I'll do uh, is just, you know, wait till the last minute and sell them all. Because the thing is, you can buy uh, a Halloween item. You can buy a spooky item in the shop every day. 
So I'm, and I'm not getting too much to craft, but today I did get a new, uh, spooky crafting, um, uh, spooky fence yes. I had never seen before. So that was pretty cool. Apparently you can make uh, iron fencing out of pumpkins in Animal Crossing, <laughs> in the world of Animal Crossing. So that makes a lot of amazing. And then I'm going to go here and uh, I don't want to hear any, I told you so's or anything like that. I downloaded the Pikmin three demo and, um, what? I didn't quite hear you. I'm having a good time with it. It's pretty fun. Hold on, I gotta turn my volume up. Oh I'm wait, just, it's already up. What, why can't I hear him? I uh, I don't know if I was just in the wrong headspace when I first played Pikmin Three, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm really enjoying this. I I I don't know that I will buy it. But uh, I'm enjoying the demo, and I think that's why I'm enjoying it. Is there's no pressure? Like I'm, I'm still so I'm like I am literally I'm. I wouldn't even call myself on the fence. I'm in the no fence company. Um, like I'm in the no part of it. But then, yeah. So, so well, we'll see. You're the opposite of me, who was already in the yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. So that's what we've been playing. I think you should go check out the Pikmin Three demo. It is pretty cool. Uh, so you can go download it. It's free. And, and also, it's free, uh, there's a game that we talked about a few weeks ago on the show uh, called Chris Tales that sounded really interesting, and it has a demo on the eShop now as well. So yeah, that demo's been out for a while. I think I played it like three months ago. See, that's weird because like it time like I have my demo like when the demo list comes up, it sorts it in time of release, and it's up at the top now. So. Maybe it's been re. Re-release. Maybe it resets when it has a new time because that game's been delayed until next year. Ah, that may be why. Okay. So yeah, it's up there. And I, I think you spoke pretty favorably about that. Yeah, game. I liked it. I'm looking forward to so, playing more. Definitely worth checking out uh over there. Well, guys, let's do a very quick flyby on our community spotlight tonight, which is packed. <laughs> Guys, you sent in a ton of comments and questions this week, and we want to be very uh, respectful and get to all of those. And so let's just dive in. Tim, man, you've been doing such a good job of uh, doing these questions. Sure thing. Uh, full disclosure, you're doing a good job, but i got to go pee. Uh, so <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you handle this? Sure thing. You got it. Let's you go. You go do your thing. All right. Starting with the first one, questions from email. From uh, Mechadragon101, what games were your quarantine games or games you played during the huge lockdown a couple months ago? Mine was Earthbound, and it's amazing that I managed to beat the game while we were all still in lockdown. Thanks again for having such a great podcast, Ads. So, Jesse, what was your lockdown game? Uh, I pretty much played through Dragon Quest 2 through 6, you know, all between February and July or August. So I'd probably say that in addition to whatever, you know, the new game was uh, of note. And right. again, I just started another run of started Dragon Quest seven to add to that list. Okay. Yeah. My, mine was obviously animal crossing. I think if you've listened to the show before, I have like over 500 hours into it. And I think a lot of that time was during the quarantine. 
yeah, but I also I, did. I did get about eighty hours into that, but again, I, right. you know, definitely more. You know, adding all the Dragon Questing together, like six alone was sixty hours. Yeah, and, uh, that would take a lot of time. I probably would have. Yeah, I would. Just for some reason, Animal Crossing drew me in the most. Well, not for some reason. I know why. It was because my family was playing it, too. Because I got them all the game after I was playing for a couple weeks. I was like, you know what? We're probably going to be here for a while. So here, here's a game for you. Here's a game for you. You get an Animal Crossing. You get an Animal Crossing. Y'all get an Animal Crossing. You're going to switch. (laughs) Well, thankfully, they already had that. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, But then I did play a lot uh, in between of the Shinsekai uh, into the depths game. And then I finally beat that too during, during quarantine. So those were the main ones that I beat, I think. Um, I would ask Marty what it was that he was playing, but we'll get back to him when he gets back. <laughs> questions from questions from the discord that fast. He asks, Hey dads, if you had to pick one game to be ported over to the switch from the three DS, which would it be? Remember only one. I know there are so many good titles that could make the jump. Didn't we have this question before? Because it's all familiar. Before. But my my game would be Metroid uh, Samus Returns. That would be the one game I would pick to come from the 3DS. Metroid Samus Returns. Marty, which game from the 3DS, one game, would you want ported from the 3DS to the Switch? Ooh, I picked that's... Metroid... <laughs> Samus returns. Well, since you pick Metroid, and that means it's going to happen, um, I would pick. This going to the Switch, right? Correct. WarioWare Gold, because we don't yet have a WarioWare game for the Switch. Nice. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, you know, I mentioned Dragon Quest a number of times in this episode, but I'd probably pick Dragon Quest Nine. Well, that wasn't actually a 3DS game. That was a DS game, but I think it still deserves it because, you know, it had online functionality that now officially no longer exists. There are private servers out there that mimics it, so it's still out there. But I'd like to have that game in full with official support again. It's always cool to see that type of stuff where, you know, might get lost down the pipeline to come over. That'd be cool. Uh, But before I move on to the next one in Discord... Marty, what was your quarantine game that got you through the lockdown time? Two games. Animal Crossing was definitely the first. But a uh, game that I mentioned uh, back around that time on the show is a uh, game you can you only download it from the eShop. There's no physical version. It's called One Finger Death Punch 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about, that, about that game. It is. Yeah. It's Stickman Kung Fu. Yes. And it, I played it to 100% completion. That's how much I love this game. Nice. Uh, it's so much fun. It's, 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 it's such a great mix of button mashing mindlessness, but they tell you from the very beginning, do not mash buttons. Okay. Like you have to be precise, but there's times that you do mash buttons. Uh, but I mean, it makes you feel like you're Neo in the Matrix. Like nice. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> like there's, yeah, there's by the time that you, <laughs> get to the end of the game and you have powered up all of your abilities uh, that, and like the abilities, I'll say that they trigger randomly. So like there's some abilities where like you uh, summon a frost giant and he breathes ice on everyone and they're all frozen. Uh, Then there's one where a truck runs through and runs over everybody Uh, or you break dance and kill everybody break dancing. (laughs) 
Uh, but then, like, there's also weapons that you can get. And, like, they only go for a certain amount of time in each round. So, like, you'll switch. Like, some of them, like, a weapons rack appears and you get all of the weapons. Or uh, maybe it's just, like, there's one where it's just, like, you get a lightsaber that never goes away. And you have to kill 500 people. It's literally that many. Uh, and they're just coming in from both sides. So, like, you use the Y button to attack to the left, the uh, A button to attack to the right. That's all you have to know. Nice. Uh, and to dodge as well. Like, you have to do some of that as well. It's totally worth your money. Yeah. If you love old kung fu movies. Um, and I forgot about that game, You too, need to check so. this out. Yeah. It, I, I think it would be right up your alley, Tim. I, it, seriously, it, 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 sound like it. it did not mean for it to become my quarantine game, but it was. Like, it just, I could not quit playing it. In case anybody for, missed it, what was that game again? One Finger Death Punch 2. There we go. $8.99 on the eShop. Nice. Ah, it's steal of a deal. All right. Add it to your wish list if you're not getting it now. Look for it to go on sale if you want. So, but there you go. I'll do that after I'm done reading this. <laughs> All right. Next question from Andros in our Discord. As far as I know, Divinity Original Sin 2 is the only game on Switch that uses the system's built-in online multiplayer game invite feature. Why is this? Why don't any first-party titles use it? Curious to hear the Nintendo Dad's thoughts in this. I definitely like it a lot for D- Divinity and just wish it was there for other games. I and I like do appreciate s- that developers' use of a lot of the technologies that nobody else uses. I wish like, more were- games would use it, and I wish that we had an answer for why they don't use it. Right. Well, this would be oh. a good feature for Mario 35 and Tetris 99. Yes. So if you get a group of people who want to play together... They can lobby up in advance to joining it to joining the matchmaking yeah. system, and that would be nice. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's very, it, that is a great question. And our Nintendo people that listen to us, feel free to you know <laughs> come answer that question for us in our on our Twitter channel, so everybody can see it. Because you know they listen, right? So we like to, to think the so. show and the pre and post show and everything. Cause they subscribe to us and everything. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> Nintendo. Thanks for listening. All right. Next question. Questions from Patreon from John Blanco, the after dark dad himself, any validity to the rumors that there will be a 3ds version of Pikmin deluxe coming early next year. Uh, what? I think he's just making up rumors now just I, for I, us to spread I, stuff. I, I think so. <laughs> well, since the 3DS is dead and has been removed from Nintendo's website, the validity is zero. Oh, speaking a little off topic, but speaking of dead platforms, PlayStation's website, you know, you can nor I used I always buy the buy my game from there and say tell the system to download it. If it isn't now, it's very soon. Yep, they, I just uh, got that email. PSP Vita and PS3 cannot you can no longer buy those games from the website. You can still go onto the device specific store. Yes. But you just can't do it from the main website anymore. It's PS4 and 5 only. Hmm. Yep. That's a, I thought that was interesting too, but I'm thankful that you can still at least go to the device if you have it connected and be able to get your, get to your games and still download them. Cause especially the Vita, since I just got it back. <laughs> yeah. I got <laughs> I mine thankful. back too. Yeah. I'm I just have to that I could still find the charger for it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, all right. Next question from Jesus Amada. 
Although I am interested in the Joy-Con price dropping price in Japan and its ramifications, business Justin, but he's not here. I'm more worried about level five stop stopping work in NA. I've been a huge fan of their games and it would be a terrible loss of games for NA if we no longer get them here. Imagine if this would have happened 10 years ago. We would have never had fantasy life. That game helped me bond so much with my wife and got her into video games. I don't want for others to lose that as well. Level 5 leaving NA would be bad for games. What is the Nintendo Dad's favorite level 5 game? And we answered that. Yeah, we talked about that earlier on the show. Yep. So, and we know. I just want to reiterate, I completely agree with him. I mean, I think that. But I I do still think there's a strong possibility that Nintendo may pick him up as an internal dev. Yeah. And and it's just a possibility just because they're moving to Japan, too. It's just. They're probably just. They know their games sell well there. And then whatever picks up steam on our side uh, or, you know, other countries may get a a translation eventually. An an example is I'm surprised as many Inazuma 11 games came here than they did because I know no one who has watched that show or read the manga. (laughs) But yet, you know, we had a lot of games in NA. Probably Japan had more, but there still has a lot of games. Right. Stan Huff, thoughts on Switch getting to its roster, a true MMORPG of Skyforge coming this fall or winter, and it may trailblaze to more MMORPGs, not turn-based, coming over. Uh, for example, GW2 or WoW, especially if we get the updated Switch before OG becomes antiquated to current game developers outside in-house Nintendo. Jesse, you have some notes on this, of course. Yeah. Well, f- first, before I get into the, those, you know, I think there is still a distinction between an MMO designed for PC versus one designed for console. They don't always mix unless you have keyboard and mouse functionality, which is possible in the Switch. You know, I've played yes. a game that does that. But just because like, it, World of Warcraft is so keyboard intensive that can't work on a console unless you have a mouse and keyboard. Or that peripheral, or like you said, there is that ability on the Switch. They actually have peripheral where it's just like a half a keyboard and a mouse. (laughs) No, you need a full keyboard. You know, know, F1, control F1, shift F1, different Uh, things that all do different things. (laughs) Interesting. So I had noted a number of MMOs that are already on the Switch. And I've I've played two of them. I I don't remember if this is what if what I have on my list is qualifies or not as what as that is what I played. But I do remember playing two MMOs, and they were both garbage because the Switch can't handle that many people in a, in an area at the same time. But uh, DC Universe Online, Elemental Knights are. Though I've never heard of that one until I did the research, but apparently that's that's there and that's an MMO. And then in Japan only, there's Dragon Quest X and Fantasy Star Online 2, which are big, big, big games. And then I had MMO Lights, which, you know, games that are more limited in scope, you know, like 32, 64 oh, yeah. people, uh, yeah. Onigiri and Warframe. Right. Okay. Well, you said they're big in Japan, so they can be big, right? If it's, if it's, uh, yeah. and, you know, Dragon, Dragon Quest X is a, is a game 
built for consoles. It was originally a Wii game. Right. And, and okay. then has been ported to Wii U with expansions, and then has been ported to the Switch with expansions. <laughs> All right. Very cool. And I don't know uh, much about Fantasy Star, but... Uh, again, those games have always intrigued me. I just didn't have the time to spend it in getting into it. So yeah. kind of like the you know, Call of Duties, where you have to be good and play enough of it yeah. to stay yeah. good. I've played EverQuest for years and sick of it, so I'm kind of sick of the entire MMO genre. <laughs> My wife still plays. My wife and I met in a right. request. So, yep. <laughs> so she still plays. But, yeah. You know, Everquest's 27th expansion comes out in December. That's amazing. All right. Next question. Um, RJ Kern. I recently read an article about the upcoming Super Mario Bros. game and watch and how it will be a limited item. So be re- ready on those pre orders. It got me thinking how enduring these old games are. I bought Super Mario on every platform Nintendo has ever released it on. Now they want me to buy it again. The crazy part is, I want it. What is the secret sauce or the magic that you think makes these old games new again? How are we always willing to pay money for the same game, albeit on different platforms? Love show, love the show and keep it up. Yeah. Why do I we do think, it? I don't know. I don't- I don't think this is about the game itself. You know, the game comes with Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, playing playing those games on a screen this big is not a good experience, especially after playing Mario 35 on a 65-inch TV. So, So it's more just having a new game and watch. It's something, you know, it's something that hasn't, a new Game & Watch hasn't happened in a long time. And mm-hmm. I think that's the bigger appeal, at least for me. Yeah, I think that's what it is, too, for a lot of people. And, and again, it's just just like the pin set. You know, if I buy one, it will probably never leave its box, and it'll sit on a shelf, but I still want one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In fact, I didn't even open the pin set. It's still in there in its plastic wrap. Yep. Someone I mean, said in Discord, how do you know it's not empty? And I'm like, it's Schrodinger's pin set. I don't know. <laughs> if it's if you open it, it's and it's there. It's there. It, if you don't, it is open, both. It's not it there. is there and not there at the same time. Right. Uh, I think for me on this, like I've bought Super Mario Brothers, the the original Super Mario Brothers, in every version that has ever existed. Like the NES, I had it on SNES in the the lost or the the All Stars. You know, on the GameCube, you can play it on Animal Crossing in in the with the Nintendo games that you could get. Yes, uh, I think that was that one. I, I think that actually came out in a few years. I've had it on Virtual Console, like literally on Virtual Console when virtu- when that came out on the Wii. That was the first thing I bought was Super Mario Brothers. Right, yeah, I think uh, I did too. So the you know, it's a game that has followed me. It was the very first home video game I ever played in my own house. So. For me, it's not, I'm like Jesse, it's not so much the game, it's the feeling that the game gives me. It's the feeling that playing that game gives me. It's never going to get old, uh, but there's going to be times where I may pick it up and play it for a couple of hours. There's going to be times where I pick it up and play it for five minutes. But each time, it's like going home. It's like there, there are several games like that and several IP and franchises that like that is my go-to. This Mario, NES Mario's, 
the NES Mega Man games, Castlevania, Zelda, uh, one, uh, Dr. Mario, Tetris for the NES. There's just a feeling that I get when I play those games that I don't get from playing other games. And so when it, I guess the secret sauce there is nostalgia, but I'm, to me, it's more than nostalgia. It's like, it's more than just, oh, I get nostalgic when I think about that. Like, oh, it, I, I love that game because it's old or I love that game because no, there's, there's a whole like bundle of childhood memories and experiences that are bound up in those games. And so, yeah. Whenever the new Switch or the next thing comes out and they make me buy Super Mario Brothers again, I'll do it then too. Uh, <laughs> and I will get one of these Game & Watches or someone will face my wrath. It, like, <laughs> I want this. They we'll hear it. Badly. Definitely. Uh, like, this is why like, that Mario 1 is why I'm on a podcast about Nintendo today. Really. It yeah. really is. That's why we're here. Uh, 1980, 1988 Christmas is why, you know, seeing, seeing the title screen of Super Mario Brothers appear for the first time on my TV. That's why I'm here. Yep. So, uh, all of our lives were changed yeah. at some point by it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. And I, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it every time they sell it. Yes, sir. Just the way Ebisel. it is. Ebisel, who's in our chat also has a few questions. Uh, for us here, which 3DS game is better gardening Mama or Asphalt 3D or Firefighters 3D? Also, what was your favorite 3DS accessory? Circle Pad, Circle Pad Pro, or whatever else? Uh, go oh, ahead and answer that before yeah. I ask, ask the next question he has. Well, I've never played any of those games. You've never played Gardening Mama? I've never heard of it. It's like Cooking Mama, except you garden. Well, I figured that. But I played it. I've yep. never played it. I've never played it. the other two, so my answer is Gardening Mama. Guess which one mine is. None of them. <laughs> Asphalt. Asphalt 3D. 3D. It has wheels. <laughs> There's a car and it has wheels. Tim yeah. loves it. Yes, that was that was a fun asphalt game. Actually, it wasn't bad for and especially at 3D. It was pretty cool. So, uh, for, any favorite accessories? Yeah, or I, sorry, Jesse, what was your game? No, out of those three, I, any of those? I didn't have one because I never played it. I was, okay. was going to talk about the accessory. I think this is something I had to order from Nintendo website, but I remember having like like a charging cradle. Yes, on the original 3DS that would it would it was it club, laid, club Nintendo. It, it laid flat, at the, you know, in the early models, and then when the new 3DS came out, it had a new charging dock, which is now thinner, so but rests. Yes. Up and down when it, when it goes in, and I, I don't know where the old flat one went, but but I still have my 3ds charging dock here on my desk. I and have the charging dock too, but uh, I was lucky enough to get one. I got the yellow one because that was the only one that was left out of all the other colors. <laughs> I had the black ones for both, and because I I think I had the when the 3ds XL came out. You know, not you know pre new, right? I think I had the black model of that. I wanted. I remember wanting to get the Zelda one, but couldn't. So I ended up getting just like some Zelda decals and put it on there. there I, like mine is the same. I mean, I have the 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 stand up charging yeah. dock for the 2ds. That's probably my favorite one. 
Yeah, that. Yes, I had the big one for the big 3ds XL, but I actually gave that to a friend of mine when he bought my 3ds XL. It was so nice that to be able to, you know, me... when you were done, just plop it into the charger right. and your nightstand, and yeah, it's the Proto Dock. Yes, it was a great accessory. All right, and the last question he had was, did anyone import the snack series? We all. Of its toys to life. With options. all of it. With all of its. Okay. With all of its toys to life options. Yeah, I completely that forgot we were just about, talking about that. That this was a thing. I don't even I remember what I don't even remember what the toys were that went with it, but it it came at the end of the uh, you know when Switch was coming up. So yeah. I mean, I was spending all my time on the Switch, so I was was not into. Well, the yeah, Snack so. World, the Snack World Gold that came out on Switch. Uh, earlier this year, did not support the toys at all. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know there were toys. I didn't even play the Snack World. So, well, if this was Japan no. only, then you would have needed to have a Japan 3DS to do it. Right. Yeah, I mm-hmm. didn't. Imp- because I didn't import anything. Region 3DS. locking. Yeah. Good old region locking. And then last question. Question from Twitter, from Chris Logel. And no, it's not about NHL 94, Marty. So don't worry. I was watching a video of Steve in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. He uses a cart to throw competitors off the stage platform. <laughs> Is he overpowered in the game? And like I said, that part just like makes me crack up every time I see that. It, it, he is absolutely not overpowered because if you've played as Steve, one of the things you'll know is, number one, he's slow. Number two, his jump sucks. And his range is nil. I mean, it's he's asked to get up close. So there's there's this big balance between you have this minecart that you can kind of throw at people and hope that it takes them out, or, or it'll distract them enough so that you can come in yeah. and land some hits. So I think there's a lot of balance there, and I think it. I, at this point, my serious answer is I think at this point it's too early to tell if he's under overpowered or underpowered. Uh, I just think that we're still learning and we're still saying uh, the the key is going to be um, watch people use them at tournaments or, or yeah. see see if people use them at tournaments. And honestly, all that um, clickety clickety stuff people do with Smash Brothers, uh, you know, with all the edge, you know, the flipping and the flopping and the edge guarding and all that stuff. I really think that Steve is the tournament buster for that. I think like, so. Because he is because he is so up close. I think that's going to be a problem for those people, and I can't wait to see what it does. Yeah, and and yeah, the, he he's an edge guard machine. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to my son, who I'll probably will this weekend, and I'll get his opinions on it. This, because I'm sure he's played him by now. You know, I, what I would be interested in is seeing like an actual good matchup where someone plays Steve against Min Min, and see how that works out. Interesting. Range versus not. You've got got range, but range that leaves you open versus no range at all, which is vulnerability. Right. So, I mean, I love how every new DLC character changes the way you play that game. Mm -hmm. It's not just pasted over something. It's fantastic. Yeah. So good. Guys, these have been fantastic questions, and we want to thank you for writing in or tweeting in or texting in or however you send your questions in. We welcome your questions. We want to be... Uh, engaging to our community. And so if you've got a burning question that you want us to answer, please holler at us. You can, in a minute, you're going to hear some ways 
that you can do that, but we always welcome questions. And guys, that is episode 301 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for hanging out with us, whether it's been on YouTube as you watch us record the show or on your podcast app of choice. And as we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. That's Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Antonio Contronio. Thank you guys for backing at the $30 level and being producers. And hey, listen, here's the deal. Even if you're a dollar a month patron, we love you. That's right. That's right. Here's what I want you to do right now, patrons. I want you to take your arms. I want you to spread them wide out to the sides like this. All right. And then I just want you to bring them in. Bring them in. Now I want you to imagine I'm there and I'm giving you a big old warm hug. All right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm rubbing my beard on your cheek. Yeah. And I'm whispering in your ear. It's tangled now. What you do? Ah, yeah. oh, crap. I'm, I'm whispering in your ear. <laughs> Go to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. For the greatest community on the internet. No, seriously, that was creepy. Get away. No more virtual hugs. All right. If you don't want to do that, you can head over to our website. It's nintendodads.org. You can see our YouTube videos, tweets, podcasts, episodes. You can see all of our social media. And most importantly, you can go over to our new merch page at tpublic.com where they're serving up shirts, mugs, stickers, notebooks, all kinds of other stuff with all of our logos and avatars and all kinds of stuff on them. Go over there and knock yourself out. Spend some money. You deserve it. Nodads.org slash merch. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Here's what you need to do. Treat yourself. All right? Treat yourself. Buy that 300th episode shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buy the the 300th episode shirt, please. Uh, You can also find us most places. Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and all the other good stuff. Just type in Nintendo Dads. Boom. There. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave us a voicemail. Look, next week, here's the deal. Next week, I want three voicemails. If you've listened this long in the show, you're hearing my request. I want three voicemails on next week's show. Call in. Don't preferably from three different people, not the same person. Three three yeah, times. yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't be the guy that sends in three voicemails. We'll delete them. Uh, you can do that at nine two nine two five in dads. That's nine two nine two five six. So if you want, if you all want to work together and give me a Polybius type of voicemail again, I was amused. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jesse likes the extra work. Uh, so, big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remi- reminder, remind yourself, go over to your podcast service of choice, leave us a five-star written review, help others find the show. So this has been episode 301 for me and Tim and Jesse. We hope that you have a great day wherever you're at. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.